0: Welcome to the ultimate journey of self-care. I am Alison Kaczkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey everybody, it's Allison Kaskowski. Thank you for tuning in again to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I am excited to have you with me and I thank you for your uh, presence here in my space and as always for your support. So today I have Ron Ross with me, who is a leadership expert. And I I think this is really going to be a great conversation and maybe a little bit different from what you typically hear from me. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I do talk some about business and and our responsibility as leaders to sort of model what we believe self-care should be. Because honestly, we need self-care personally, but we also need it for our businesses if we're running businesses or we own businesses. But I also think that as leaders in our lives you know, I think what you're going to hear in our conversation is that there's really a lot of parallels between how we do ourselves and how we show up in the world as leaders. So Ron, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: I am so excited to be here with you, Allison.
0: Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. So before we get into our conversation, I'd love for you just to introduce yourself to my audience. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your background. I know you and I were chatting before we, we got on live here that you're originally from Philly. You moved from Las Vegas. You've kind of been all around.
1: I have. uh, Like I said, I'm originally from Philly. So I'm an inner city kid who had this penchant for or had this desire to Mm -hmm. to learn about the world. And I thought I was going to be exploring sort of the physical space. So I started my college career in engineering. And while I had an aptitude for it, it didn't jazz me and and Uh switched into focusing on how do you communicate with people, mm-hmm. you know, how do you run a business? And that was sort of my, my journey. And uh, I have been in this space of working inside organizations for about 20 years, l- largely helping them to understand how do you train leaders to lead better? And I started off first doing like technology training, how to, you know, do customer service, which is all good. But, really, what I got excited about was really helping leaders to do a better job leading, because the truth is people don't leave organizations because they're bad. Um, they leave because they have a bad experience with boss yeah, or yeah, leaders. So right. I wanted to be able to have that that leverage and impact on more people. So oh, I that's love a that about my background. I love
0: that. And I really think it's 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 so needed, especially in today's world,
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: um, you know, so I so I love that. Um, so, so let's just jump right in then. So from a leadership perspective, what do you think are the big problems facing facing those of us that aspire to be better leaders?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. I think uh, things are changing. So yep. leadership is hard, period. But if you think about the, the the landscape over the last couple of years, and I heard you talk about it that your business model is changing. So there it's yep. moving from doing less in person. So people are hiring people that they've never physically been in the same room with, yep. um, which is a good thing. You, you can now be in North Carolina and have top talent that's in California. And that's what I think the pandemic opened up for a lot of businesses. The, the downside in the challenge is how do you navigate and keep sort of tabs on what's happening? How do you keep employees uh, motivated Uh and inspired? So Uh I think that's the challenge. And, And what I know is everything about sort of whether you're a small organization, medium size, or a large organization, the key, you know, the new focus is what's happening in the smallest unit that those employees interact with, every day. And most of the time, it's their team. So if they're in a customer service team, those are the folks that they're interacting with. And the folks who are leading those units, they're going to have a disproportionate impact on the experience of of those those folks. So what has to happen is if you're a business owner Uh or you are a leader of multiple teams, you have to make sure that your team leads not only have the skills and awareness of how to really manage teams, but how do they do this in this changing environment? So oh, I, think I, that's love that. I love that. I
0: love that. They're really it's kind of like they're wearing lots of different hats, it sounds like.
1: Oh my God. That is uh, so pointed. You know, one of the things I talk about um with clients is you you have to be able to flex and put on different hats at different times. One hat yeah. you are telling people exactly what to do because they are new, they're not as skilled another hat you're being a coach yeah. um where you're you you expect them they know it but you mm-hmm. are giving them that space to try to figure it out mm-hmm. uh sometimes you're in a group and you're trying to facilitate really great discussion and people have different perspectives because we all come from different backgrounds so you have to be able to put on that facilitator's hat mm-hmm. um you have to be able to put on that emergency problem solver's hat so yeah. Conflict resolution. One, absolutely. Conflict almost resolution like put on
0: your mom or dad hat too. If someone so just true. needs to vent, right?
1: That absolutely is true. That's absolutely true. And people, one of the biggest things that make employees feel like they belong is just to be heard. They don't always need you yeah. to, to agree with them. Yeah. But they need to feel like, you know what, my manager, my supervisor, they understand my perspective. They understand sort of my objection. Um and you know what? They care about me, not only as someone who is helping them to achieve what they need to achieve in their unit, but as a human being, uh, as yeah. an individual. So yeah. um, those are some of the skill sets that, you know, come into play.
0: Yeah. And people just, I love how you said this, and I just want to circle back to this for a minute, that, you know, people want, people want to be seen and heard because then they feel more valuable, right? They, Or at least they feel more valued when that's the case.
1: Um, yeah, it. You know, they may not so get
0: their every whim agreed to, so to speak, but at least they'll feel like they're part of the conversation. That's what I'm hearing you say.
1: Yeah, you you nailed it. Is uh, one of the core human needs is to be heard, seen, and and respected. And yeah, it's one of those things that's easy to do, but so many leaders. And you know, I l- let me be honest with you. I I teach about this stuff. Yeah. And I, I mess it up at home. <laughs> so um, Well, I think imperfect. I think we're all guilty
0: of that. You know, <laughs> we we kind of wear a certain hat when we're at the office. And then when we're at home, we we might kind of digress a little bit. So I think it's just it's always a good lesson for us as leaders too.
1: It, it really is. I you know, I'm learning uh part of my self-care is to give myself a break, to realize yeah. that I can't be perfect really ever, but mm. I can really show up as my best self. And if I'm doing that in one sphere, it's probably going to mean I'm I'm going to be a little bit less than perfect in another avenue. Yeah. Um, I heard a uh, author talk about this uh, and she talked about this idea of like learning to be okay with, I can't be great in every area of my life. And sometimes I'm going to be a great mom and sometimes I'm going to be a great dad and sometimes I'm going to be a great boss so I'm learning to let myself go on that one for sure. But yeah. it is that core need that we need. It's just, I know I need it. I want to have the space where I feel like, okay, let me share with what I'm feeling, uh, what I'm thinking. And when we give that gift to people, mm-hmm. it, it's so liberating. It's so inspiring for folks. And that's the difference between people committing to your organization, committing mm-hmm. to your small business versus just being someone who's collecting a paycheck.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I love I love this angle where we're going. So I just I want to just go right there. Um I, I want to hear your perspective, since leadership is your is your area, um, about the importance of of taking care of ourselves as leaders Ooh. from a perspective of of helping us be better, not just better managers and better, you know, in the company, but just you know, so that we can actually model what change looks like for people. Because look, I mean, I think people from a logical level, look, I know I need to work on getting more sleep and rest. For I'll just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. I know I need to be more physically active, right? I know I need to take better care of my body. But sometimes it takes people to see somebody else doing it and being vocal about it for them to say, well, this Miss Mike could really work for me because you know what, Ron, my boss, he's over here doing it. So I think I can probably try it too.
1: Yeah, I think you you nailed it. It's like if if we model it mm-hmm. in our own lives, then it gives those folks that we have influence over either directly or folks who are watching us, uh, it gives them the license to do it as well. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, I'm I'm super excited about uh is in a couple of weeks, you know, I have a a, a little bit of a project I've been working on. It's it's a book and one of the things I talk about in there is this idea of, you know, renewal? Uh-huh. And I talk about this idea of priming, and, and uh-huh. a, a leader who does this renewal, she she's doing what she needs to do first. Um, and I, I deal with a lot of female leaders. She and, and it could be different for for everybody. One uh-huh. leader, she may be. You know, she gets up early and she's journaling because that's the thing that gets her head right. Someone else may be piling, uh, pounding miles out on Peloton because that gets her in the right right space and mood. Some people are doing like a combination of things. And it's this idea that the work that we do as leaders is important and we have influence over people's lives. So we have to really treat this as sort of a corporate or organizational athlete, and if uh-huh. you're playing any sports, if you're doing anything, I know that's your background. Uh-huh. There's certain things you need to do to pre- prep your body to to perform, and I think that's the way I look at it from a leader a leadership perspective. Is if you are doing what you need to, to show up mentally, emotionally, and physically. To do your most important work, and I think mm-hmm. the most important work is those interactions you have with people that you manage and the folks that you have to influence. Yeah, then you then you naturally want to do the thing so that you can show up and do your great performance. And it's different for everybody. And yeah, one right. of the things I I try to talk to people about is there is no one size fits all. And I'm sure in your arena. There's no one program from an exercise diet that's going to work for everybody. Absolutely, You have to dial in what works for you. Same thing um, for, for leaders. I think they have to figure that out on their own Yeah, with some guidance. So,
0: so I'm just, so then, so I'm just, let's take this one step further. I'm just, I'm curious from your experience, like what you've seen, like some changes, like I know I'm not asking you to reveal any names or anything, but just like, you can just, you know, tell us a story. About say a leader who there might have been like a problem that you were brought in to help work on, and one of the places where you noticed was is that maybe a leader wasn't taking the best care of themselves, and they were able to make that shift. Can you kind of talk us through that a little bit?
1: Oh oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll share sort of uh, an example of like a leader that I've worked with, and Mm -hmm. um, she's always been somebody who was somebody very motivated, very much on that, like I'm a grower of uh, of myself, but took it from a very, what I would call, one-dimensional perspective that uh-huh. I am, I'm going to do the work, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to take care of people, but really wasn't doing that great of a job of taking care of herself. And to the point of not even wanting to, to dial into sort of her emotional space. Ah, and, yeah. and, and, and one of those things that I've learned is, you you know, this, right. Is uh-huh. people change when they're ready. So giving totally. people the information is not really the impetus. So it takes, you plant the seed. So yeah. as a coach, yeah, I'm just trying to help people, give them the information. And this is why I love coaching uh-huh. is, the seed I plant, like today, it may not show bear fruit for a year. Yeah, um, and and that's not to say I'm not effective or people are. No, resistant. I get it. People's
0: learning curves are different, though. And right?
1: and their and their their readiness to change and what's yeah. a priority for them. Yeah. What I find is if you are consistent in in just giving people the information and you're you're loving and caring and how you share it with them. My experience is most people find their own avenue to really do it. And and this particular leader, you know, did a catch up, you know, call with her recently and she was just sharing. You never believe this. I I was never going to be one of those people that was going to get the Peloton bike and I'm loving it. And for me, it has nothing to do with trying to lose weight, trying to look good physically. It's Uh, all about my mental health.
0: Well, you know, I can tell you I've been in the health and fitness industry for close to 30 years, really. And I can tell you that the number one reason that I hear from people as to why they keep up with a program, especially if they're not super focused. I mean, look, we all want to look our best, right? I'm not saying that isn't important. But the number one reason that I hear from people is this is something I do for me. This is an outlet for me. This helps me get my stress out. It helps me, you know, kind of, it just sets my day I mean, I'm an early riser, so I always work out first thing in the morning, but I know a lot of people aren't like that some people choose to like book in their day and do something at the end of the day instead. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's something that really helps them, you know, kind of get their day in the way that they want it to look. So, you know, it's not always about the physical things. And, and I'll just say one more thing. The other thing that happens a lot, and I heard you mention this is, is you never know when somebody's really listening to what you're saying. You yeah. know, I've had clients... I've encouraged clients, you know, we really need to think about adding this. I would really encourage you to do this when you can. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And then one day out of the blue, right, I'll hear something in a session like, oh, by the way, I've been doing this and it really works. And so, you know, you're just like, you just never know when that opportunity is going to be there for somebody to really take something to heart and actually implement it.
1: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And I think that shows up that's really at the heart of being sort of a coach. Also being a leader is you have to give people sort of the loving truth in a way that they can hear it. Um, We have to be persistent without being annoying or judgmental. And I think when you create that environment for folks, whether you're a coach or if you're a leader, more times than not, I see people when they know, hey, this is for me. Mm-hmm. This this advice, this yeah. this coaching. Um, I see people figure it out, and they figure it out on their own in, in their yeah. own timing, as we've been talking yeah. about. So, um, and you know, like you said, some people it's about physical, some people mm-hmm. it's about journaling. Yeah, one of the things that I try to do is you find your way by giving people little assignments to try that they can execute in in a short period of time, because the reality is you can't change something when your life is totally busy. Um, so I'm, I'm not all about addition. I'm like, you need to probably subtract something so yeah, that you can same. add something that, that works for you. So that's what, you know, one of the philosophies yeah. that, you know, that I have. And it sounds like, well,
0: people uh, just, you know, what I find and, you know, I, and, and I, this never really ceases. It, it, it always presents itself in some way. You know, we, people are who they are, but to an extent, they they get good at what they do often and you know so much so that if to your point if they're like consistently like juggling because they're over scheduled or over committed and it becomes an issue of finding a 30 minute window to actually you know take a walk or ride the peloton or whatever it is you know it's it 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 does it does feel like to some degree like we don't want to just give them one more thing but i also think that you know it becomes an issue of of them you know, being ready to receive it, you know? So I think another aspect of, you know, leadership, you know, being a good leader is really holding space for people and trusting oh that they can work it out in a way that works for them.
1: Yeah, I think you. Yeah, that's the heart of really good leadership, good coaching, mm-hmm. good parenting. It, it is really trusting the yep. sort of the individual, knowing that they're brilliant, whole complete and if you create sort of that container in space and you show up as your best self. So as as coaches, we we have to do our part and we have to be ready uh for the sessions that we have. And yep. we model it. And if we model it for our clients, in my case clients happen to be leaders, then yep. oftentimes what I hear people saying is that thing that you do, that little one minute break that you give at the uh-huh. beginning of our session and you yeah. just say, hey um, we're just going to like set the clock and it we're just going to breathe um, mm-hmm. because I need to land and you need to land. When I ask people how are they doing physically, emotionally, mentally, it's amazing how, without me telling you you should do this, people take that because they they see how it works in their life, and then they yeah. add that into how they lead. So I yeah. see those subtle, sort of not even programmatic things that I'm doing, but just, the example that I'm showing because it's worked for me. Yeah. Either I've, I've seen it model or I figured it out and, um and I'm like delivering that to other folks. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a true, like wonderful thing when you yeah. see people
0: taking that without
1: you even telling them. So that's. Yeah. A yeah point.
0: And the, and the other thing, and this is just, just a, a, just something a thought that just occurred to me that I think might be fun to explore for a couple of minutes is. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me in Innovate and Grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. You know, this whole idea of holding space, that's one of the things that, that you know, that, that I do a lot when I do like retreat experiences and I have people, you know, with me in a, in a location where they're kind of away from their current environment. And, um, and so as a leader and part of leadership training, you're really teaching people to trust themselves. You're holding space for them to do it. But you're really teaching people to better trust themselves, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, I think you you understand it really well. And I think um what you're talking about really crosses the dimension from the work that you do mm-hmm. really into leadership because it's it's very similar. It's like, yeah, you you have to you create the container. Mm-hmm. and there's certain things that have to be there. So, oh, you know, safety, that psychological safety, you know, that non-judgmental, environment and and like you I also do group programs uh-huh. and you know one of the things that you have to do when you're setting something like that up in the beginning is you have to teach people not to step on each other yeah. um yeah not to dominate each other not uh-huh. to judge each other and um so you you have to put a lot of energy in modeling uh-huh. and yeah. in showing people and sometimes like correcting people in a way that doesn't feel, punitive, but feels loving and, and caring so that yeah, and
0: encouraging at the same time.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. that container, um, that safe place is, is a place where people can really grow and flourish. So
0: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously if we're modeling it as leaders, it's a lot easier for people to follow suit. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I personally think that people that human beings want to be led, you know, we want to be inspired to, you know, follow somebody's lead. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we we all um want to be motivated and we want to look at positive examples. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best pieces of leadership advice that I got, uh was from a you know in an organization. It was the chief information officer who moved into being sort of you know chief learning officer, and she was just a brilliant lady. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't get to work for her long because she was at the end of her career. And she said, "You know what? I always let people teach me, even if they don't teach me the right way." Uh, this idea of silent mentorship is watch people and there are people who show you things that you can learn, that you can emulate, and there are going to be people that show you things that you never want to do. So I do think we're all wired to really watch, mm-hmm. learn, listen, yeah. and just you know replicate if it's good. And, yeah. and if we're not conscious human beings, not intentional, we take some of those bad lessons, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't process them and we don't unpack them, and we replicate Things that are not right.
0: Different. We just keep repeating so, the same absolutely. things, right? When it, we're not able to get the proper perspective.
1: And I think that's one of the challenges, you know, to one of your earlier questions in in leadership today is what worked for our parents who were in the workforce who weren't likely to leave a job if they had a a, a job that paid the bills versus the environment that we're in. You you can't take those lessons in in the speed in which things are changing. Yes. And the expectations and and the wants and the mindsets of a new generation of employees are changing. And instead of being judgmental like hey that that that's I didn't need that when I was starting out. Well yeah or what work for
0: grandpa joe will be (laughs) just fine. Right. That kind of mentality, yeah is
1: we absolutely have to flex yeah. on like what works for today's employees because the environment's completely different. It's yeah. completely different.
0: Well, and I just think that, you know, I think really good leaders are very aware of that. And they're, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot is um this the concept of innovation, you know, staying fresh and relevant um in the business, you know, not just in the business space, but just in general, because um, you know, a lot of times people will just want to feel they want to feel needed. But they want they don't want to feel like they're just doing the same old same old either,
1: yeah i'm I'm one hundred percent in agreement with you. Some of the best high performing teams, so I do a lot not only with individual uh-huh. leaders but with teams as well is that what you just talked about they're they're they are not afraid to go outside of their domain of knowledge to find things that work and bring it back to their team. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you an example that's not a yeah. it's not in my domain, you know I'm a I'm an avid golfer. Uh-huh. Love it because it gets me outside. And, and uh-huh. I, I went to Arizona, and these two wonderful like ladies created this golf school. You know, they were Swedish instructors. They 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 taught some of the world's best women and men. And a lot of what they learned, and a lot of what they were teaching, were from everywhere. From psychology to neuro programming uh-huh. and a lot of stuff that I've learned and I use in my own practice. And they were teaching golfers how to have the right mindset uh-huh. to actually be better golfers. And it's just an example of how we can yeah. go outside of our domain totally. of knowledge, bring in something and it's fresh and new. And if it's yeah. working in another area, it, chances are it's going to work in our, our domain. And we just have to be unafraid to explore and be curious. So I think you're yeah. absolutely right. That innovation well, and I
0: think we here. can go and borrow a business idea that's worked in another industry, for example, and try it. Like in my industry right now, this whole idea of having a quote-unquote concierge, I mean, we just borrowed that from the hospitality industry. So that's not like, you know, just completely geared for that one. So to Absolutely your point, right. I think really good leaders understand that and they're always aware that there's always an opportunity.
1: Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, having said that, it it's it's challenging for folks, yeah. right? It's like I, I I was having this conversation It's like where we are, and I'm sure this is in your area of expertise as well, mm-hmm. is the rate in which things are shifting, changing it is hard to stay up
0: like, oh, yeah.
1: on your area of expertise. And if you are like a leader inside of an organization, you're running a business, you're trying to stay afloat, you're trying to um get your job done. It's hard to understand and process all of the information that could help you. And that's why, you know, you know, good leaders, good business owners. They know that, you know what, sometimes I need to find someone else who can dig into sort of what's the latest and greatest and then give me the hacks and the shortcuts um, because that's what they're doing. They're focused on that. I'm focused on operations and I can't keep my eye on everything. So it's not only just innovating, but it's also knowing when you need to bring in people who may have a little bit more knowledge because- They have time to to focus on a specific domain.
0: Yeah, and in, inadvertently, at the end of the day, it makes you look better as a leader anyway, because you're recognizing, look, this is something that's outside of my wheelhouse. But I think that we have an opportunity here, right? I think you have to be super secure in who you are and really own that. And, um, you know, I, I know there are a lot of leaders and businesses that just think they have to do it all and want to do it all. You know, it's yeah. like they just they want to be 100% in control all the time.
1: Yeah that is one of the unfortunate things i see in yeah. from small to to large businesses and it's you you can't you know yeah. if the mindset that hey i have to be sort of the super leader you know i have to know everything i have to know your job and i have to know my job it's it's a recipe for mediocrity and burnout yeah. and 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 not you know excellence
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we have a saying in in my industry, and I'm sure it uh, applies to you, too, is that you can't be everything to everybody. You You know, I I tell people that all the time. You know, you can't, you know, a a gym can't be everything to everybody. Right. And you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, just like as a coach, we can't be everything to everybody. So I think we have to understand what our strengths are. And really what our wheelhouse is and really like speak to that, you know, and yeah. really own it because I I can't think of a better way to really honor who you are than to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you that, you know, one of the best things we do is when we can let go mm-hmm. and know that maybe someone else can do it faster, cheaper, mm-hmm. better yep. than we are, Yeah, it actually gives us more time. It, it yeah. becomes a freeing. self-care strategy. Yeah when we let it go in like in in what's sometimes tedious and just unbearable for us mm-hmm. it it's joyful for somebody when they're operating in their own wheelhouse and in their domain and yeah. i think that's one of the the beautiful things when people learn to do that there's so many people who mm-hmm. want to but they're they're holding on so strong and i'm like yeah so you know, just like we were talking on the beginning, I'm like, I'm just going to keep playing the seat, knowing that you're probably yep. listening, and you'll learn to let go of the
0: grip yeah.
1: of control eventually, yeah. hopefully. Well, so. you just
0: never know when somebody is is ready to listen, and we just have to hold the space that they will.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. At a
0: time that's good for them. 100%. So I know there are plenty of people out here listening to our conversation, but I am betting for some people out there that this is coming right on time. But maybe they're having the thought that, you know, I don't, I know all this logically, you know, I've read all about this. I don't really know where to begin today. Can you offer like some simple actionable tips or just a quick piece of advice or something that would get someone moving today?
1: Yeah. You know, I think the first thing I would say is leadership. And that's what we've been talking about. Uh It, It really is an inside out thing. And, you know, I had a really smart you know, client say this to me, and I'm just going to steal it, and, and because uh-huh. it was brilliant. You see, the first conversation you need to have is with yourself, like yeah. like a level of honesty about where you are. In um, leadership, is about knowing sort of what you do well, what you don't do well. So, you know, if there's a threat in our conversation, it's really you know about that. So, whether you're talking about like, am I good at self care? Am I good at delegation? Yeah. Am I yeah. good at creating a safe space mm-hmm. there's all these different areas it it requires you to have that honest conversation that self reflection uh-huh. with yourself and and that doesn't take long to get started it, in we live in a world where if you're not a writer and you don't want to journal you can pick up your iPhone and you can there are apps that will you know yeah. turn your your voice into text there's so many ways to get that out there or mm-hmm. talk to sort of a friend and sometimes what you're saying and if you have a good listener that could actually say here's what i'm hearing you say yeah it is a way to process sort of the gems and the jewels that are within you yeah so and just kind of reflect
0: that. back to somebody Absol- absolutely. Look, this is what i think you're saying but this is what i'm i'm hearing that the real problem is because i think in today's world there's not a lot of that there's a lot of shouting there's a lot of just regurgitation of sound bites and i just think the more that we can hold space and be honest with people. I think we're doing them a favor.
1: I, I think you're 100% right. So that would be my um, my thing is like, have that conversation with yourself and um, the concept of like your 15%. Like mm-hmm. what's 15% that's within your control? A lot of people feel like as leaders, you know what, my organization, my company, or sort of the industry that I'm in doesn't allow. In, And there's always a level of control, Mm -hmm. no matter what level that you're leading, where you can innovate, where you can try something out. So, trying to find out, like, what is that 15% that I can do that may shift the perspective that I have or make life a little bit better for me, my employees, or my clients? So, instead of thinking big, sweeping changes, break it down to 15%, even go smaller. Like, what's a 5% change that I can have? So that I can actually do something a little bit better. So when I'm thinking about this in six months, that that multiplication factor of that fifteen percent or that five percent, I'm I'm much more fluent. Uh, mm-hmm. I've moved the ball a little bit more. Uh, yeah, as a result of doing that.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love what's five percent change I can see because I think this the, the what people forget is the, the small changes are what really add up over time.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Like they'll get
0: 1% better. You know, let's just get, just focus every day on getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you, Ron?
1: Well, the easiest way to find me is at Avant uh, HRS. It's uh, .com. That's the easiest way to, you know, to to find me. So, or my email, Ron at Avant HRS.com um, for sure.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Um, well, I really appreciate you being a guest today and making time to chat. I think these are all things that we just can't really say enough. And so I'm always going to welcome the opportunity to just keep putting it out there because I know there are people out there that for whatever reason, this is coming right on time.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Allison.
0: Absolutely. So folks listening out there, if you are feeling moved by this conversation today, if If you're a leader in your company and you're running up against some obstacles, if you're feeling somewhat stuck in your thought process and you want to connect with Ron, you can find his uh, website and his email address in the show note links. You can just click on those and and reach out to him. Um, And, you know, I always say this, if you have a friend or colleague that needs to hear this episode, if you feel like a lot of what we've talked about can be helpful for somebody, please feel free to share. Link to this episode with someone. If you would like to reach out to me, I am happy to provide that for you. Uh, You can go to my website at www.theallisonk.com and send me a note directly. I respond to all of my emails. Nobody on my team does that. Um, I'm happy to send you a link if you would like it. Um, You can also find my show right directly on my website as well. And sometimes you can just forward the link right from there. And if you're feeling inclined to leave us a review, we're always Happy and welcome to receive those. If you want to screenshot your review and send it to me, I will send you a gift as a token of my appreciation because I know your time is valuable. Um, You know, we're coming up on four years on the air this summer and we're heard worldwide. We reach people, more people every week. Um, every week we just seem to be inching and in closer and closer to um to you know just a kind of a big hairy audacious goal that I had for myself when I started my show was that I would be we would be one of the top podcasts in the world and we're inching closer and closer to that and I could not do it without your, loyal support and following me sharing my message and supporting me and all of the amazing guests that i have come on so just know that i am incredibly grateful i know you have a lot of options today and just know that i value that and i am grateful to be in your energy space as well this is allison katskowski with the ultimate journey of self-care you're one step closer to living your ultimate life so make it a good one